Hey everyone, thank you for joining us again today. We're continuing our three-part series on prioritizing programs. And today we're gonna to be talking about setting funding worthy program goals and objectives and what that means to the overall success, sustainability, and impact that your organization is able to make in the community. You wanna impact your cause, you wanna be listening today. Welcome to the Change Agents Podcast with your host, Tracy B. Allen, social enterprise and small business funding strategist and the owner of TDA Consulting Group. The Change Agents Podcast is about empowering change agents, social entrepreneurs, social enterprises, and nonprofits with the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts needed to design, build, and fund their social ventures. My name is Tracy B. Allen. I'm the owner of TPA Consulting. Um, I'm an impact strategist, social enterprise um, strategist, and small, small business funding strategist. I have over 20 years of experience, 23 or 24 to be exact, years of experience in this industry. It's a long time, y'all. So the information you're getting here from Ty and I is expert information. We have seen it all. Influence the goal 
objectives that you guys set out to influence what was happening. And sometimes we don't even create the goals and objectives in a way that they are accomplishable. So you want to make sure that when you're going into program development that you're thinking about both short-term and long-term goals and objectives so that you can reach these things, right? Right, exactly. Um, the goals have to be accomplishable. So we all have really, really high expectations smart. of what, huh? Smart. Right? right. It's exactly the smart goals. We have we have really high expectations of what we're going to be able to do or what we want to do. But when we get boots on the ground, when we actually start working the programs, we're seeing that the goals were more lofty than what we're actually able to accomplish. So that's why we have short-term goals and long-term term goals. So long-term goals are always like your vision. That's the thing that's going to happen way down the line. But right now we need to work with where we are. First, making the audience comfortable with what you're about to um, to do in the program and the outcome, expected outcomes. And even for the audience too, right? For your clientele, the goal can't be too big because then they get scared, right? I'm not able to make $10, but you're talking about I'm going to be making 50000 you know, after I'm done with your program, it has to be, the, the goals have to not only just be measurable, but they have to be accomplishable. And people don't want to be scared off by having too lofty of goals. And then when you don't meet those goals and you fall short, you get disappointed and you throw your hands up and you're like, it didn't work. It's not that it didn't work. You did not recognize the smaller, the smaller wins that you have along the way. Yeah, and that's why you know key performance indicators are so very important. Exactly. And we, don't, we don't think about that, um, especially if we're kind of one of these just do it, you know, type businesses, organizations. We don't think about what are those, what are the points in our process where we realize that we are achieving something or we're working toward this thing. So you know, the example that you gave about even being a, a business coach and you're saying, well, we're, I'm going to help you make forty thousand dollars a month when I'm still struggling to make. Four hundred dollars. That that's too much for me. Right. right. For me to put my head around. Mm -hmm. How am I gonna do this? So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be initially frustrated because I'm thinking, hey, this is gonna be a whole lot of work, and do I have the capacity? We talked about capacity the other day um, to even do this level of work. What is it that, that's gonna take from me? Because I already know that this leap from four hundred dollars to forty thousand dollars is so huge. But what if you took me from four hundred dollars to four thousand dollars, and then from four thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars? Now I know, okay, we can get this done. I can take this off in pieces that I can bite, I can shoot, and I can swallow and digest well. Right, and that's where the evaluative concepts or the evaluation, built-in evaluation tools in your programs come in handy, right? Because it helps you to make sure you're reaching your key performance indicators. It's helping you to make sure that you're reaching the benchmarks, not only for yourself, but for your clients as well. Being able to evaluate regularly where you are and if you're not there why you're not there and if you are there maybe you can accelerate the person because maybe they're catching on to the concepts or maybe your program is too elementary but it really just helps you to develop a stronger program that gets you the desired outcome and you know and on the financial side of this the the, the desired outcome is funding right you want exactly to, you, want to make, you want to make sure that these things uh, you, you mentioned being lofty and having too lofty of goals. I think sometimes we do that. You know, I've worked with organizations before where 
they're trying to get grants and the and the the funder would reply, hey, we think that this is your your act this is too lofty. Mm-hmm. Your goals are too lofty. We don't think you can do this. Get right, because you have no um you have not shown them, you don't have right. any data to show that you were able to do the first right. step. Right. So if you're not able to do the first step, how am I supposed to expect that you're going to do step number five? What what have you shown or what what um, what evidence do you have to prove that you're able to accomplish this? That is what we talk about this all the time. So everything we talk about always comes back around and it it really lays back into programs. Right. (laughs) So we talk about data collection. We talk about key performance indicators. We've talked about showing your capacity. You talk about capacity building. All comes back to programs. Mm-hmm. And funding. <laughs> not, not having um, the evidence that you could do this. I always talk about mm-hmm. this. Do like a, 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 a marriage proposal, right? Because everything is a relationship. When the mm-hmm. money is a relationship. So I'm like, you know, imagine somebody proposing marriage to you, right? And in this proposal situation, you are assuming that this other person has certain qualities, has certain things they're going to bring to this relationship, right? And uh, leading up into the proposal, they have demonstrated some things or they have shown you some things. Some things may be red flags and you just ignore them, right? Some things or whatever. But that's what this whole thing is about when you're getting ready to, um, you know, to reach out for support, to get sponsorship, to get grants or whatever, trying to build relationships with the community. What you're bringing to the, to the table in the form of your proposal. How are you? How are we going to make this relationship work? Will you marry me? Right. So you're asking the funder, you know, will you marry me? The funder's looking at your proposal like, okay, <laughs> I don't trust. I don't trust that you're going to take care of this relationship. Right. I don't trust that you're going to be an equal partner in this relationship because you're not showing me that what you are doing is worth what I have to give. And right. what they have to give is, is the money, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So to continue that with relationships, you're not showing me that you're bringing the same amount of skills and income to the table. So we need to have a prenuptial agreement so that if we get divorced, you can't you can't walk away with my money. Right. So in that case, the funder will give you way less money than you asked for because the funder does not trust your ability to spend his or her money um, adequately. Right. Did you say we need a prenup? Yeah, we need a prenup. A whole prenup. <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> but seriously, that's what it is. You know, um, the funder doesn't trust you with their money. So if you act, you're asking for $100,000 and the most that you've ever gotten is $2,000 or t- let's say $20,000 and they're asking you certain key, key questions as to how you spent that money. Um, and what outcomes were achieved with that money, and you don't have data to back it up, why am I now going to give you $80,000 more than you've shown yourself being able to um, handle for programs before? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's when we talk about scalability, and I think we talk, we did a whole talk about scalability before. So yeah. it all, like I said, it all rolls back to the programs. If you don't have strong programs, you don't understand the concept of building solid programs, it affects every area of your organization because this is where the money resides. What the money resides? <laughs> I told you yesterday, I was talking about what the money resides. I'm like, um, impact, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> You're not showing in impact. Ain't nobody going to give you no money over And here. the impact comes through programs. Mm-hmm. 
So it all comes back down to programs once more. This is so. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us today for this little talk that we had. We and make sure you come back for part three of this conversation. Follow us on social media, like, share, and comment because sharing is caring, right? All right. Till next time. Okay, change agents. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, there's someone in your community that is waiting for the programs and services that you provide. And it is your responsibility to make sure you get it right. Until next time, have a great day.